Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Show. You're listening to the first and only podcast dedicated to the business of pharmacy. Hear from independent pharmacy owners, leading entrepreneurs, political strategists, healthcare technology trends, career coaching, interviews about our pharmacy industry, and more. Be sure to subscribe to the show via iTunes and leave us a voice comment from our contact section on the website. You can find all of our episodes at pharmacypodcast.com. This is Chad Lazinski, Pharmacy Supervisor with CVS Health, and you're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast. I'm your co-host in 2016, focused on your career development, Aaron Albert. More on me over at my website, AaronAlbert.com, or, you know, let's go crazy tonight, and why don't you join me over at Snapchat? My Snapchat handle is EA6603. I'm still trying to figure it out, but if you could join me over there, that would be great. We continue our series on five roads of loving your retail pharmacy career. And again, as I shared in previous uh, components of this mini series, this was based on an article that we wrote over at LinkedIn. Tremendous uh, success from our previous series on the five roads out of retail. So we wanted to flip the discussion 180 degrees and focus on really reigniting your retail pharmacy career. So with that tonight, we have none other than Chad Lisinski with us. Chad is with CVS Health. And Chad, welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. Super excited to have you here. The first question I ask every guest, how did you get to where you are today? Well, I started obviously in pharmacy school. So I graduated from Butler University in 2012. And right from there, I started out in retail as a staff pharmacist and... At that point, I really knew that I liked management, I liked leading others, and I really wanted to make a pharmacy my own. So I took on a management role and um, about a year and a half after that, and then following that management role, I decided that I really liked leading other pharmacists as well and kind of taking my aspects of the, the job that I really love in the community and spreading that towards other pharmacists so I can hit multiple pharmacies. And I... I joined an emerging leaders program and now I'm pharmacy supervisor. So I oversee a district of 23 pharmacies in the Indianapolis area. Wow. And so in four, the span of four years, you kind of did all that. That's pretty impressive. Yes. So the article that we kind of looked at the five segments here on reigniting your retail pharmacy career, the first segment is really around owning it or at having that entrepreneurial or intrapreneurial spirit. Can you t- talk through you know, your career succession and kind of how you have taken ownership of what you're doing in retail to constantly take it to the next level? Yeah, so I truly feel that any pharmacist that works in the community, whether you're a floater pharmacist, you're part-time, full-time, staff pharmacist, pharmacy manager, during your time at your store, you have to own it. It has to be your store. And what I mean by that is you need to leave the team like it's your store and you need to treat your patients most importantly like it's your store. So you have to act like even though it might say a different name on the outside of the building, you have to act like it's your name on the building because the patients that come into your store and the customers, they look to you for recommendations, they look to you for guidance, and they look to you for help. Um, being the most accessible providers, that allows us a lot of time with our patients and Honestly, it puts a lot of trust. They put a lot of trust in us to be able to provide those services to them. So I think that 
you know, when you look at my success in my career so far, I think that, you know, even right out the bat as a staff pharmacist, I really took ownership that, hey, this is my store and my team. I need to lead my team to provide the best service for my customers to take care of them because they're sick. They're, they're taking medications they don't want to take. So we need to make it easy for them and talk to them about, you know, the side effects, the risks and the benefits of the medications and try to keep them on an adherent schedule. And then as a manager, I just kind of expanded that role and thought, hey, this is really my store and this is my team and these are my patients. I never once thought that this is my job's patients or this is my employer's patients. These are my patients. And even to this day, you know, I encourage all of my leaders in my stores, whether pharmacy managers or otherwise, that, you know, when you're in the store, you have to own it like they're your patients. You have to treat everybody the way you would want to be treated. And, you know, what we're really instilling now is talking about that. Treat every customer like you would want your mom treated or your grandma treated or your sister, brother, son, daughter, best friend. How would you want them treated? And we need to provide that excellent service and really we need to take ownership in that. So it really does connect that that first point of owning it really does connect with every part of what I do and what I have done. And you mentioned leadership several times here as well. And so you had a leadership academy experience. Can you kind of talk about how you've leveraged that opportunity into your career succession and loving and getting good or strong job satisfaction out of what you're doing as well? Yeah. So, you know, I obviously went through some training and during that tra- the leadership training, you, you go through some leadership theory and you learn that throughout your career in different aspects. But my employer was able to give us some specific theory to think about, to think differently about some readings to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you're a- able to apply that in a really busy community setting. And I think that, you know, that truly has helped me in my leadership experience to help lead my teams. And I think that it would be really beneficial for any pharmacist to seek out leadership building, theory building experiences if possible. Yeah, and I think that goes right back to the loop and closes it on owning it, right? So you have to be in charge of your own leadership development in any setting. So the second article point talks around kind of owning a a niche, niche, tomato, tomato, however you say it, owning (laughs) a segment of pharmacy, because we're never going to know everything about everything as pharmacists. So can you go back to maybe your your pick or your pharmacist in charge, your managerial days at the store level and talk about what areas that you had a, a niche in with your patients and really embraced and got a lot out of satisfaction in terms of serving your customers as well as your own career satisfaction. Yeah, my, my personal niche has always been customer service. And that really in the pharmacist role digs down to building relationships. So every person that came in my pharmacy, for the majority of them at least, I knew their name, I know, knew their family situation, I knew, sometimes I even knew what prescriptions they were taking just by looking at them because I, I knew so much about them and I took a lot of pride in that and I think that's really what drove some success in the store was really that people wanted to come to see, come to my pharmacy because I was there and because my team was there because we took care of them and they looked forward to seeing us and we made that. You know, the difference with retail, what I like to say a lot of times is that it's not like going to get a new pair of shoes or new clothes because they get satisfaction out of that. But in retail pharmacy, a lot of our patients and customers come to get things that they don't want. 
or to, you know, they're, they're having all these thoughts about the recent experience they had with a diagnosis or a doctor's appointment. And we're there to provide some ease to that and, and really make their, their experience seamless and, and enjoyable. And I think that's what I really took pride of. And that was my niche is how do I deliver the best in class service and also tailor to their needs, whether that's just getting their prescription ready on time, whether that's ordering something special for them, whether that's providing immunizations. Um, but mine was all about the service. Okay, great. And so you're also a preceptor, and I, I believe you've precepted for several schools of pharmacy. So yes. how are or are you training pharmacy students and other pharmacists about this passion? How do you train students on good customer service? <laughs> That's a tough one. Sure. It is. It is. And I take, I do. I take students from a variety of different schools in the Midwest. And, you know, what I really come into is, yes, you have to know about the business and you need to know the basics of community pharmacy, the dispensing part. But dispensing is the basic thing that we do. And we really talk about those soft skills and some of the very specific things about good service, like making eye contact, asking how you are today, um, just talking doing some small talk with our patients, asking, have you had your flu shot this year? Um, and, you know, sometimes we get too much into the business of selling things, and, and that's where we're connecting back to the patients and saying, hey, are you okay? How are you doing? How are you doing with your medication? And all of those things really tie into really good customer service, and I always connect those dots with the business and how that relates to business results also. Okay. And that's what I really try to drive during my rotations that I take students out. Great, we'll be right back. But first, a word from our sponsor. Hi, this is Jessica with CVS Health Careers. Our pharmacists have many reasons to love their career, from having programs designed for learning and career advancement to making a genuine difference in people's lives every day. Find out how you can be part of the dedicated team of pharmacists working to help people on their path to better health. Apply today at jobs.cvshealth.com. Now back to the Pharmacy Podcast. And so as a former you know, pharmacist in charge and now as a district manager of 23 different stores, how do you get out of the fishbowl? Obviously, you're floating around to your different stores now, but maybe even when you were a retail pharmacy manager, you were kind of owning it, so to speak. How did you get out of sight of the four walls to kind of build your business and awareness of the pharmacy and the retail services that you provided? Sure. So when I was in my store, I did a lot of networking by just calling around. So you know, you'll call competitors for transfers or for different things. And that was when I got to know people. And I actually occasionally would just stop in on my day off or on the way or after work um, just to say hi and introduce myself. And from that way, I was really able to gain some relationships, some networking relationships in that way that I still keep in touch with. So I, I still keep relationships with Butler University and network that way. And then also with some of the student organizations I was involved in at the time at Butler I still now take on a leadership role as an alumnus and like to connect that way with with people outside of pharmacy as well. I think that's extremely important in the business world to to connect with other leaders in business and both within pharmacy and outside of pharmacy. That's a perfect segue to kind of the next point that I wanted to ask you about was, you know, this concept of playing nice with others. And I mean, as part of that, 
playing on interprofessional teams and people not like you. So it sounds like you're doing that to some extent. Can you go into further detail around particularly working with people outside of the world of pharmacy? Yeah, so what I realize most of the time is that people outside of pharmacy really don't understand pharmacy, and that's okay. Uh, you know, most of the time it actually uh, stimulates a really good conversation about how our jobs might be different. So, for example, I have quite a few um, friends and network peers that are in financial services and banking, and we really connect those dots, and it allows us to both share our leadership experiences uh, um, and connect kind of what our leadership competencies are and how we may be able to share best practices in our own professions. And that's been really useful to me. I also share um, a lot of networking experience with people in academic and, and also a, a lot in pharmacy, obviously. But, it, you know, it really it stimulates growth. I think it, it, it contributes to a growth mindset and contributes to developing your own leadership competencies, like I said. So the question I've kind of asked all the guests during this mini-series is hypo hypothetical time. Um, assume that you have a five to seven year post-grad pharmacist that's been working in retail. Maybe they've made it up to store manager or maybe they're still floating as a staff pharmacist. Maybe they're getting a little burned out too. So coach us through what you would tell that individual to kind of reignite their passion within retail pharmacy. Yeah. Yeah. So what I would say is always remember why you do what you do. So you're there to provide really good patient care. And what I also mean by that is think about the services that your store, that your chain, that your drugstore provides, whether that's um, just plain dispensing. You have to remember that it's not a prescription. It's a patient. That's a person that's going to be taking that medication. If it's flu shots, if it's um, shingle shots, if it's pneumonia shots, just think about those are vaccines that I'm providing to someone's grandmother or someone's mother or sister or best friend that we're going to protect them from getting this, this sickness. And think about if you're doing MTM services and think about these calls that I make or these sessions that I have with somebody this is somebody's loved one that I'm doing this for and that I'm really providing a good service to them. And the other thing to think about, I think a lot of retail pharmacists tend to get burnt out about the, the, the tough customers. We always hear about the tough customers. And what I always say is you have to remember all of the good customers that overshadow the tough, the tough customer. And I usually, if I'm talking to a pharmacist that's going through a little trouble, I just say, tell me the first name of your five best customers. And believe me, those names just come off the top of their head like nothing else. And I said, that's why you do what you do every day. You have to remember that there's way more of those customers than the tough customer. And then still, even to overcome those barriers, I think about, you know, you don't know what's going on in that person's life that day. You don't know what doctor appointment they came from. You don't know if they had three screaming kids in their back seat of their car. Um, you don't know, you know, their story. And you have to think about that, that you don't know what their story was. And our job is to provide them a seamless experience to keep them healthy and to keep them um, compliant to their medications. I'm going to throw one final kind of wild card question at you, and I didn't send it to you beforehand, and I did that intentionally. So if you could rewind and go back to pharmacy school, knowing what you know now, would you have done anything differently during pharmacy school to prepare you mm. for this role? That's a good question. 
I think that I would have definitely taken some more management classes. I did a lot of leadership experiences outside of pharmacy school um, through college. Okay. Um, but I think I definitely would have considered going the MBA route while doing my PharmD. Okay. I think that that could be extremely beneficial just to be able to read, you know, and, and understand the intricacies of uh, profit and loss statements, for example, just knowing that off the bat and knowing how the financials work and the terms that are used. I think that I had a huge learning curve that I needed to overcome at the beginning, and that would have been really helpful. And also, I wanted to thank you on air as well, Chad, for being part of the uh, Butler kind of avant-garde career um, mentoring program pilot that we've been putting on this year. I think um, we've had a lot of really positive feedback, and we had a lot of great alumni uh, who have been very supportive, of which you are one of those. So I wanted to personally thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. I think it's going to be a blast. Yeah. So, so Chad, let's end with where can people find you and your work? So you can find me on LinkedIn. So um, you can search my name on LinkedIn and I'm on there. I'm pretty active on there as well as on Twitter. And you can see a lot of good stories through my Twitter account, some things that I share with, about my teams. Um, and then I'm always accessible by phone and email as well. And what's your Twitter handle? At Chad Lazinski. Perfect. All right, Chad, we're going to go into the speed round. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So what TV shows are you into right now? Uh, the one that I'm into right now is Designated Survivor. It's actually on tonight, so I'm excited to watch it. What podcasts are you listening to? I like to listen to the TED Talks on podcasts. What's your best time management tip? would be to prioritize and make a list. What area of retail pharmacy are you studying or curious about next? I'm really curious about supply chain. If you had one word to describe the healthcare system in the U.S. right now, what would that word be? Dynamic. And what's the best career advice you ever received? Always remember your values and treat people the way you would want to be treated. With that, Chad Lisinski of CVS Health, thank you for being part of the Pharmacy Podcast. Thanks for having me, Erin. I really appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed another episode of the Pharmacy Podcast Show. Be sure to subscribe to the show and send us a voice message with your ideas and comments from our contact section on the website. Did you know we develop digital health content to assist with business development and marketing efforts? Learn how we can help you drive more patients, physicians, and targeted leads to your website. Contact us today at pharmacypodcast.com.